All right. Hello, welcome to the Divinely You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Waggle, and we are in the bodybuilder, body, <laughs> and no editing, bodybuilder project series. And tonight my guest is Jasmine. She's going to share her story. And if you are listening to this project, it is, we're recording on September 23rd. There are five spots left in, in 2020. So if you want to share your bodybuilder project story, please contact me and we'll make that happen. So the bodybuilder project backstory is it is a peer interview share. If you are someone who has taken on a fitness and nutrition journey and it's done incredible things for your life and built the body that's serving and supporting the life that you want to live. And you want to share that story on my podcast on a Facebook live let me know and we will get you on. I got five spots left before the end of 2020. We'll pick it up again um, in 2021. And uh, so that's that. So I just wanted to do a little housekeeping. We are broadcasting these live on Facebook simultaneously to recording them for the podcast, which you can catch on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and a few other random things that show up on my analytics that I don't quite understand. <laughs> so I'm Sarah. I'm your host. I am a life coach. I am an author. I'm a fitness and nutrition enthusiast. I'm an accessible tech hobbyist. I'm an artist and I'm a crafter, notably crocheter. So I do these for fun and it's turned into a magical little project that landed a podcast called Divinely You Podcast. So that's the whole introduction that gets changed every time because I don't have a proper one recorded. Maybe that'll happen in the next season. I don't know. So <laughs> there you go. So let's dive in. We got Jasmine tonight and she has called her journey the soul nourishing journey. I know she's super pumped. She's been sharing it on Facebook, getting really loud about it. So it got me super excited about it. So thanks for joining me tonight, Jasmine. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Awesome. So let's just dive right in. And if you want to just kind of share your story, and I know you have kind of a last 10 years type of journey. So if you want to go ahead and share all of that, and then we'll dive into some specific questions. I'll let you take it away. Cool. Thank you. Um, yeah. So where I want to start with here first is kind of give you guys a segue as to um, what brings me to my journey and why I kind of want to share it. And first, right away, what I want to get you thinking about is um, I always want everyone that I share anything health or fitness or nutrition related is to never stop questioning what's good or not good for your health. Um, always forever be in pursuit of like the best, happy, healthy lifestyle that you can absolutely have because you know your body best and you can feel it out and you can, you can just feel and know what's good for you. So um, when you come to dead ends or you think you've gotten all the answers, get creative, think outside the box because there's always something more out there for you. So that's kind of my little message to get you thinking when you hear me speak today. And uh, my story is... I feel like I was uh, an experiment for um, Western medicine and I kind of just went through like a lot of procedures, what ifs, could it be that, um, could it be that, prescriptions, testing, and I literally just had no answers and it just left me super frustrated and felt like I had, you know, no other journey to go down or I was stuck and had to take the advice that was given to me. 
And uh, where my story or my problems kind of lie is within the tricky gastrointestinal tract um, concerns and issues. That's kind of a, a major one in America here. And um, so that's kind of where my battle um, all began. And it started in 2010. And I think I was a senior in high school at that time. And I just had begun to notice, like for being, you know, young, 17, 18 years old, I was super nauseous all day, every day, uh, super exhausted, uh, slow moving. I had a hard time getting out of bed and getting to class on time and actually had to rearrange my high school schedule just to uh, make magic happen and graduate on time. And for a moment there, um, you know, when you're young, you're kind of thinking, well, how the heck do I have health problems, you know, so early? So at the time, I thought maybe it had something to do with like being on birth control at the time and hormones. And um, I, this is like the first start, starting step that I took to kind of figure it out. And, you know, went to my doctors and thought maybe birth control was making, sick, making me sick because I started just asking around my friends like, you know, what kind of birth control do you take? Does it make you feel sick? Does it, you know, just trying to gather up, um, you know, different points that I could bring to my doctor. And they adjusted me to like the lowest hormone that they could and nothing really made a difference. So I was like, okay, whatever. But then uh, it started to get worse and I started to develop like really bad heartburn, um, acid reflux, um, uh, constipation and like I would get um, like the the heartburn and acid reflux so bad that like you can taste it in your throat and I know that's TMI but that's the truth no worries. <laughs> and, and it burned and I was like this just isn't right um, so uh, amongst all of that that was developing then I had I started um, getting super severe um, like stomach bloating cramps, pain. And I, I would literally hold my stomach and not want to move because of how bad it was. Mm -hmm. And I was visiting the emergency room often, often, often. And it made me lose time from work. It took me away from friends and family, took me out of social settings. And it was just becoming, you know, a nuisance. And I kind of was trying to, you know, realize maybe this is getting a little bit worse. And uh, the, the stomach pain though, I remember that's that was the worst because my stomach would get so bloated. Honestly, it looked like I, you know, was carrying a baby because yeah. it was so out there <laughs> and um, right. it's just painful. Like it yeah. hurts to be that bloated too, you know? Yeah. Um, and it was so internal. And so it was just debilitating is what it came down to. You know, mm -hmm. I would just roll up in a ball fetal position, not want to leave my room, heating mm -hmm. pad on my stomach just to feel good. And I like, I, I and you're in like your young twenties, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I just thought I would have to deal with it. Like, this is just what it, what it'll be Friday That's night. Right. I need yeah. to get on my stomach. Great. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I dealt with that for a while, put up with it for far too long than I needed to. And, um, finally, when I did start like questioning it and the emergency room never brought any type of like real answers or solutions, you know, like it was just a waste of money, honestly. Yeah. And uh, when doctors did start to get um, involved and I did started to bring this up with like my regular yearly physicals or things like that, um, um, then that's when I started to deep dive. And I remember 
you know, they started to, <clears throat> they started to check the main things like uh, screening me for colon and stomach cancers, um, mm -hmm. reproductive organ failures or any concerns with that, uh, ulcers, GERD, Crohn's, IBS, like all those things, right? And mm -hmm. I just remember having to go through so many weird tests that I didn't even know existed, but cost so much money for yeah. no answers for me, honestly. But um, I, I remember doing things like um, a CT scan. Um, I did a PET scan, which is like the they inject you with like that radioactive stuff mm -hmm, that they mm -hmm. see in the scan. That did not feel good, by the way. Um, <laughs> that did not. <laughs> no, that was not, that was not, that wasn't cool. Um, I had like numerous abdominal ultrasounds, um, you know, ongoing blood tests. Um, I was referred to an allergy center where they, they prick your back and do like 70 tests to see what you're, you know, allergic to. And then um, none of those really provided answers because they were so wishy-washy or so mm -hmm. in the middle that it was like, well, it could be this way, or you're kind of allergic to this, this, and this, and this. So maybe just, you know, get rid of all of this or do this. And it just, none of it seemed to be, you know, um, came together, overlapped. Like it was so across the board. And I'm like, none of this just seems like this is the answer or this is the route right. to pursue. And so then a gastroenterologist um, got involved, you know, more of that specialist within that realm. And I remember then, I think I was 20 and uh, 20 or 21 and went under an endoscopy and a colonoscopy to see if there was anything more serious from basically the start of your uh, throat and esophagus down through the other end Yeah, <laughs> and took a look at everything. Right. right. And thank God again, like nothing panned out. But again, wishy-washy answers could be this, right. maybe this. Mm -hmm. And um, so then um, I did a couple stomach biopsies too. And um, finally, I think I was at the last point where I think my last uh, test was like in 2014 or 2015. And nobody still had any solid pathway answers for me to go down. Mm -hmm. And everybody was just kind of ruling it out as like chronic um chronic GERD, I guess you could say, or yeah. chronic acid reflex or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's still not a normal functioning thing of the body. Like that's the body's response to tell you there's still something wrong. Right. Um, and so they, they was determined that I was going to live off of two prescriptions, one to take it um, day and night and um, keep it up for indefinitely. And this is, I was 21, 22 years old. And right. over account over the counter antacids as needed, mm -hmm. and legit so funny. All my friends or families would laugh because I literally would have a purse of like Pepto and Gaviscon <laughs> and Prilosec and all this stuff for like just in case of emergency. And then it'd be in my car, it would be at my house, and um, finally I was like, yeah, I can't, I can't be carrying all these bottles of medicine with me. Like this is ridiculous, right? Like it, no, not worth it. And the money you spend on it too. Like I already yeah. have all these procedures. Now I got to keep up with prescriptions mm -hmm. and especially the more doctor prescribed prescriptions. Um, because I felt like the long-term effects of something like that, like if you ever read into your medicine, 
and not just hear of the warnings, but actually look into your medicines and see what something could do to you if you stayed on it for, you know, five or 10 plus yeah. years. It might scare you a little bit. So, you know, with caution, but <laughs> I, I could not accept that as a solid answer. You know, for me personally, I just, you know, didn't want to be on a drug or a prescription for just mm-hmm. indefinitely. Like I couldn't accept that as an answer. I, I Especially wanted- like acid reflux stuff, because I was once on Prilosec as well. And same thing. I read an article and mm-hmm. I was like, oh shoot, long-term, this stuff's actually going to make it worse. And I was yep. like, that was a kind of enough for me to be like, I need to figure out how to wean myself off this Yeah. and to, you know, do deal with the problem myself than to keep taking this. Cause I didn't like, I like you, I didn't want to be like, you know, in my forties and fifties and you know, mm-hmm. now it's worse. So yeah. um, that was when I was about 30, when I weaned off mine. So you had a good, you got 10 years on me. <laughs> <laughs> that whole, you know, it's never too late to start that. Totally. Just, I agree. When you stay on it, like that's the scary part when like you rely on, you don't want to let go of it. Um, at least for a smaller condition, of course, there's other major conditions in which prescriptions and drugs, you know, do work, but just for this sake of the matter, but yeah. Um, and for me also, another thing that was important in my health is like chronic, anything that was in the line, um, did not sound like something I wanted to live with also like indefinitely, like there, there had to been more to figure that out. I'm not taking chronic anything for an answer. Yeah. So, um, in about 2016 now, so I put up, I put up with like all that back and forth stuff for about six years. And then in 2016, I just had decided, um, I wanted to take exercise a little bit more serious than I ever had in the past. I was a student athlete and things like that. So I always knew the importance of exercise, but mm-hmm. I thought if I would just get my body moving, that that would, you know, help me, um, move, uh, food through my system and mm-hmm. digest it better and keep things, you know, I don't know, more freely and moving is what I was thinking at the time. So, um, I thought, okay, I got to move my body a little bit more. And, uh, so I took my fitness a little bit more serious and I started working out at a gym about five days a week. And, um, um, but for the life of me, just never did cardio, which I think is an important part of that, a different story, but, you know, just took exercise a little bit more serious here. (laughs) And, um, for, um, for any of your viewers or listeners, like I am a petite woman, I'm five, two. And, um, I feel like a lot of my problems were, you know, weight on my stomach and just always like the stomach area. Now Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily, um, overweight or anything of Mm -hmm. that nature. Um, but I, that was kind of starting to put like pieces together slowly too, is like, um, this is where I thought cardio was going to be important at a later time. But anyway, um, (laughs) Um, my main purpose for just getting, you know, in the gym exercising was to feel good, um, feel healthy, like make it through a whole day without being scared to put food in my stomach or seeing what the, you know, adverse reactions were going to be and just feel better than yesterday was kind of my goal at the time. Real, real simple. Mm -hmm. And, um, Um, so, so going back to like the weight thing, so I never really considered myself overweight, but I do know that every time I was in the doctors, they just always said that my bat, my body mass index was always just a little bit higher or, or more for Mm -hmm. someone of my size. 
Yeah. And I never took that seriously. I was like, okay, whatever that means. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And uh, learning more about like how important it is to have a lower body mass index, I think really has been a game changer for me as well. And I'll, I'll touch on this a little bit more later. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I was um, beginning to exercise though, like I did notice, of course, um, some general like uh, mood changes, emotional changes, uh, definitely, you know, felt better, stronger. Um, I kind of felt like my stomach was getting a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, but I still didn't notice like 100% feeling better, feeling well, like this is the answer. Mm-hmm. And so 2017, now, this is when I thought I would learn more about food, uh, my food behaviors and patterns. And to me, I always thought I eat healthy. Like I stay away from fast food. I don't eat a whole bag of chips. Like that's healthy, right? Yeah. (laughs) So um, I started to pay attention to these food behaviors and kind of just take notice. Um, I actually started journaling what I ate, took pictures of it, kind of watched my calorie intake. Like I didn't know what I was just doing. Just wanted to watch what I was doing. And, um, I started to realize that um, when I taught myself to learn how to meal prep my lunches for Mm -hmm. work and snacks and stuff and eat more home cooked meals for dinner, Mm -hmm. that really started to change things. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to open my eyes a little bit and realize, okay, what foods were I purchasing at home that were making me feel crappy or when I was going out to eat? And I thought what I was eating was a good choice mm-hmm. might ultimately be a reason now too, that I'm still having these stomach problems or have this weight around my stomach still. And, um, so I decided to eat less and less out and more at home and just started in the beginning with just meal prepping my lunches and snacks. I wouldn't be tempted to eat anywhere else. And then, um, my life changed a little bit more. And I read this amazing book that I can't think of the author. I've been trying to think of it all night. Couldn't even find it Googling, but it was called like the deflamed diet or the anti-inflammatory diet or something Mm -hmm. of that nature. Yeah. And it just, basically it's like a whole foods approach to life, getting your balanced, healthy fats, your proteins, you know, veggies, the most type of way of living. And, um, and then when I kind of, learned more of that. I, I went on an elimination diit and, um, eliminate elimination diet. is just, you know, uh, slowly getting things out of your body, not good or bad, just like taking, for example, like, uh, milk out of your body just to see what it does when it's out of your mm-hmm. system. And then when you re-enter it back into your mm-hmm. system. So I did that with a couple different things and that was a game changer for me. And that taught me that, um, I did have, I had way too much dairy consumption and surprise, surprise, I live in Wisconsin. So I love like my milk and my yogurt and my cheese. <laughs> so, nice. grew up on that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I realized I had way too much dairy in my diet. Yeah. Um, and then also had, uh, too, too many processed foods or like processed carbohydrates. So like Mm -hmm. your breads and your pastas, your crackers and your cereals, which like, you know, you wouldn't think at the time, like honey bunches of oats or cherry Cheerios would be bad. But when you have it every day for breakfast with your side of toast and your glass of milk and your oatmeal, those are all carbohydrates. Like that's too much on my stomach. Anyway, that's what was like wrecking havoc. 
So, um, and I also realized I actually wasn't drinking enough water in life. And it's amazing Mm. what your body does when it's just always at that hydration level. It works so much better. I know everybody says drink your water. I'm not saying you have to drink like a hundred ounces, but find that line in which it makes your body just always keep ticking and rolling. Um, uh, so yeah, then, so I kind of got away from the processed, um, instant box type of foods, which meant like cereals and crackers and, um, anything of that nature. Again, I've kind of played with the elimination diet thing too. Like just get rid of that for 30 days to see what happens in 30 yeah. days and then, you know, go from there. And I up to my water intake. Um, I also noticed that like sugary foods, So like, for example, what I thought was healthy as oatmeal packets, like the little instant oatmeal Mm -hmm. packets. Yeah. So much sugar. So much sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Like the the Quaker oats or like my favorite when I was a kid was the one with the little dinosaur eggs and then they hatch (laughs) when they get warm. Pure sugar, just candy. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. But, But even like, I mean, I was looking at crackers the other day and like, the whole wheat or the whole grain cracker had two x two grams of added sugar. The regular only had one gram of added sugar. And I'm like, wait a second. So even if the box says, you know, that it's, that it's quote unquote healthy, doesn't mean that it is. If you don't read the label. Um, true. Yeah. Same thing with like all the granola bars and things that like all those bars have added sugars. You really got to check those labels. They look really healthy. The kind bars are even vegan, I believe, but they got more, they got like a ton of added sugar. I'm like, that was disappointing. (laughs) So food markets are so, so good at marketing to people like that. Like anybody can slap a label on something, say this is healthy. But like, if you actually flip it over and not only read like the labels of how many grams are in things, but what it actually comprises of is mind blowing, absolutely mind blowing. And yeah, my grocery trip, grocery store trips might be like an hour and an hour and a half because I'm reading (laughs) the back of the labels on everything. But at least I know when I'm in my house and like I, I get like the snackies at night or something, at least I know what I'm grabbing is not gonna make yeah. me feel like crap or be super sugary and wired before bed. Like I won't feel as guilty eating that snack. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. I even crazy. check the ingredient labels on um, alcoholic beverages because especially like your mixers, like margarita mix. Oh yeah. Some of those mixers have high fructose corn syrup as their sweetener. That tears my stomach up. So yeah. I'm really cautious to try to get things that have like pure cane sugar or sweetened with something that I know I can digest. So even your alcoholic beverages or your mixers, um, you want to check those labels even as well. So absolutely. Even if it's alcohol, it can still hurt you more than just the alcohol part. Right, right. And you get all jacked up on sweetener. That's just going to tear you up from the inside. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, so what else did you um, eliminate besides just carbs and milk? Did you eliminate any like produce or, cause I know you did like a, the anti-inflammatory. So that can include things like, um, peppers and tomatoes. And, um, I'm trying to think of what else I know from the one that I read about. 
but I'll let you tell you. Yeah. I mean, like, I think, I think, I think back to my allergy test too, in the beginning when they said like, you could be allergic to peas and you could be allergic to broccoli. And it was weird things like that as well. I was like, but I love broccoli. (laughs) Might be the only, only young kid at that time. I was like, I love my broccoli. (laughs) So, um, so there were some produce um, items. Oh, watermelon was one of those things where they said I could be allergic to. And I was like, okay, I can try elimination with these things too. Um, Carrots were even on there as well. Um, Mm -hmm. But I noticed that um, when I was getting rid of the carbohydrates out of um, my body, you know, because you're you're playing with things, um, I needed something that was more fulfilling in my stomach and my body to keep me full and give me energy. So in the process of playing with those elimination diets of like the carrot and the watermelon um, and the broccoli, um, those I'm guilty. I did not like a hundred percent do a full elimination diet. Mm So I was like, I want these back in my diet. Like, I think I gave it up for about two weeks and I was like, no, I want these back in my diet. And when I did put them back in, (laughs) they didn't, I didn't find that they caused any havoc or like the horrible pain that I was experiencing. So it's like, uh, you know, I was like, I kind of think I need these vegetables and fruits in my diet and kind of ruled out more of like the uh, cereals, um, the oatmeals, um, the dairy, um, even, even instant, um, instant pastas and instant potatoes in a box. Um, Those are the things that I noticed. Like I, um, those were, those were having those were bad. Um, I and kept I kind produce. of feel like when, when we're talking about eliminating different foods and like how it, like your body craves a certain thing, there's also like a chemistry that goes along with it. So like, yeah, you might be able to tolerate carrots, but if you eat carrots in like pasta primavera, for example, you may not digest the carrots as well because they don't digest with the, with the pasta, right? And the same thing yep. might hold true if you eat like an apple in your oatmeal, you know, you might not digest the apple as well because the oatmeal is the problem. And if you just eliminate the oatmeal, right? So I think there's like a yes. chemistry, a combined chemistry. And I've heard that about the anti-inflammatory diet. Cause when I heard about it, I was like, why would you eliminate tomatoes and peppers? You know, there's really nothing wrong with those. But if you combine them with other things, they cause a chemical response, which may wreak havoc on your digestive system. Exactly. Um, there's definitely some science behind when you pair certain foods together mm-hmm. and take them in, what they do, you know, chemically or, you know, whatever it is that it does in your body. So there definitely is some science behind that. And I yeah. think, you know, this was me not knowing what I know now back then, right. but now looking at it, just like you said, yeah, like not pairing certain things with certain things and taking out what I normally would pair with something is really like my experiment of trying to find out what did and did not work. And I'm a firm believer that the more veggies in your diet, the better. So I (laughs) gave them up for a short while, not all of them, the couple that I did and put them right back in my diet. And to this day, I don't think that was any of the issues. And, um, so that's kind of, that's my belief on it. Of course it, you know, can be different for everybody. Sure. So then what is your like nutrition routine now? Do you meal prep? Do you cook meal by meal, um, fly by the seat of your pants? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, that's a really good question. Um, I love 
to cook and meal prep at home. I'm not saying I'm like the best at it. I'm not like a super whiz in in the kitchen. Uh I just do what I need to do now to make sure I set myself up for success all day and have the food and the snacks that I need to feel good, give me energy and last me through my insanely long days. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of funny you asked that question because this is what I was going to segue into is because I really started to, once I got good at like all these foods and knowing what worked well and what didn't with my body, mm-hmm. um, I really started to learn more about um, macro and micro balance nutrition. And um, I really wanted to learn how to really maximize the most of my, my food or my meal prepping or cooking from home. So I taught myself how to, and this takes time. I know this sounds crazy, but everybody stay with me. I meal prep uh, my breakfast, my lunch, two snacks and dinner every single day of the week for an, for an entire week. So I do spend my Sundays um, anywhere between two and four hours, depending what's on the menu. And I meal prep all that for the next week. But I cook once in the kitchen on Sunday nights. I have everything in the fridge yeah. or the freezer, pull it out, warm it up, you know, add a little bit of this or add some of that. Mm-hmm. And I'm good to go. And I don't have to think about that till next Sunday or Saturday when I'm planning it. And what is that, what does that create space for you in your schedule? Like, what are you able to do with that time? In oh your goodness, routine? time. <laughs> um, uh, I really just, I think that is so, that's, that's such a great question. I don't think anybody's asked it like that to me before. Um, I'm just love to spend as much time as possible working on me, my goals, my career and my fitness So the more time I have in dedication of like my self-care and believing in myself and my dreams, the better I feel as a person and who I am contributing into this world. So I feel like not having to think of food or cook food or anything like that Mm -hmm. gives me that time. I I do work out every morning too. Um, They're typically anywhere from like 30 minutes to an hour. Um, uh, I try to meditate every morning, um, yoga on the days that I don't meditate. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I go to work. Um, and then after work, I have either fitness classes or I'm trying to, you know, pursue my own um, dreams and goals with some other side things I have. Nice. So my days are just super packed with like trying to live my best life ever. That's and I'm not way. trying to cook every night. <laughs> like, get in the way. <laughs> like I ain't got time for that. Let me do it yeah. once that way yeah. and then I can do other stuff. Yes, yeah. I totally agree. I, I cook like once or twice a week usually. Um, and then like, I do like smoothies and stuff on the fly, but yeah, I typically try to cook only once or twice a week and then have it for the next three or four days. And then, um, it also like changes how I grocery shop, right? Like I grocery shop by meal prepping. So I don't grocery shop for everything that needs to pack in. I just grocery shop for the five or six items that I need for the dish that I'm preparing and then I'm done. And then I prefer to go to the grocery store more often because fresh vegetables, I was going to say too, that's a really good point because, um, for anybody out there who's like, I hate the grocery store. I'm like, why? That is like heaven to me. Like I could buy all the things in the grocery store, but I think the reason why like you probably like it or I like it and other people who don't is because like, we're coming in with a game plan. Like we know what we want. We're looking forward to make this meal or this recipe. And like, imagine if you just put your mindset on that or list out your groceries and your meal plans and you took that with you 
um, to, to the grocery store or even got like your family excited for, you know, um, whatever that, you know, specific dish you yes. want to make that's on the healthier side and you tell them, okay, we're going to go grocery shopping and get all these goodies for this. Right. And like then it can be more of a, a fun thing to do. And then you're not in there like wandering around, trying to figure out what to get, what snacks to grab mm -hmm. for the family. And you go in with a game plan, you know what you're looking for and you're on a mission and you want to get in and out. And maybe you'll see a couple cool, colorful things you want to try along the way. Like, yeah, sure, grab those. Yeah. I'm, definitely, I'm definitely that type of girl. But, <laughs> you know, then you don't walk out with a cart that's like overfilling. You just spent like three, $400 on groceries. It's probably going to go bad in one to two weeks because people just, you know, throw it in their fridge and not necessarily cook or use it right away. Um, so I just like, just having a game plan, man, you can just feel more sound going in, get what you need and not be like pain in the butt, you know? Yeah. And it carries over into the kitchen, right? I go to the store with the yes. game plan and I come home, I still have my game plan. And so I know exactly what I need to do to prep, you know, that food and get it done, get it in the container, get it in the fridge, you know, get yes. back to doing the things that I want to do um, yeah. with re regard to work or fitness or whatever. And so, um, and you talked about how you work out every day. So I'm guessing you're, um, are you, is it like five to seven days a week that you work out? Do you take rest time? Yeah, I do. Um, I do have a pretty loving, nourishing routine from day to day. And my boyfriend gives me hell for it. He's like, don't get Jasmine off routine. But it's true. <laughs> because <laughs> my workouts are pretty tough. They're a little mm -hmm. grueling. Um, I lift. Um, I like to do strength training. Mm -hmm. um, but that can be weights or body weight, like either one. Yep. So um, I like it to be challenging like that in the morning. I have learned to love cardio in my life. It has <laughs> done wonders for me. It had helped me lose, like, um, I think I lost in total 13 pounds of fat, which I didn't even know my petite self had, but I never <laughs> want it back. So um, it taught me to love it. So I have a little bit of some hit in the morning too, usually. And that's just, um, high intense interval training, just mm -hmm. cardio quicker, faster, more powerful. That's all you need to know in and out, get it done. Right. Um, so I do that. And then, um, and then at night, um, I like to do yoga and kind of stretch all that out. Um, me personally, if I don't do yoga, I'll actually get, um, like lower body injuries. Cause I just have super tight hips. I just cannot ever get them to be loose flying by the seat of my day. So, um, I need to put focus on that. So mm -hmm. I'll do my stretching or my yoga and it's just like 10 minutes, but there's mm -hmm. some, there are more intense, deep stretches to, to really loosen that up. Nice. And then, um, Sundays are usually my rest days. So I'll work out about six days a week. And then, um, Sundays, if I can help it just sleep in, you know, feel all the sore pain that I've worked so hard for all week long <laughs> and um just give my body like extra rest on Sunday so that I'm ready to go Monday nice mm -hmm. and then um what would be the thing that you would say you you got out of your fitness and nutrition journey that you didn't expect like something that's like not weight loss or not fitness or oh I you know not eating healthy but like something separate from all of that that came from your journey what would you say that is? Um, I think the most beautiful thing that I got out of all of this, I everything, all of it comes down to this. And I never actually understood like 
breath work and yoga or meditation or like emotional healing. Um, I truly believe, this is 100% my opinion, that a lot of people, and this is what I experienced, was when you deal with depression, anxiety, um, burnout from either, you know, your career, or maybe you have a really big family or something like that. And you, even your childhood drama, trauma, when you bury that stuff and don't talk about it or try to wear like your head on your shoulders and tell yourself you got this. And Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, in the public eye, people think you're super strong, but deep down inside, you just want someone to ask you if you're okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I was that type of girl and I, buried all that stress and that trauma and all of that. And um, there were times in my fitness journey that when I would go to the gym and that was my time for my mind to race, like it just didn't shut off. But I, for some reason, thought of those thoughts, the things that made me sad, angry, mad, um, made me depressed, made me, and you know, feel all those things. Mm-hmm. There'd be times I'd be at the gym, you know, crying mm-hmm. while I'm squatting or lunging. And I purposely would wear hats to the gym once I started realizing like this was doing something to me emotionally. Mm-hmm. And I would go to the gym and just wear my hat, but I would work out hard, get through it, let my mind do its thing, shed a couple tears. And then I would feel so pumped up and so good afterwards. I'm like, what the hell is this? And, um, after, you know, searching a little bit further into that and truly, truly understanding um, what yoga does for you in terms of connecting your body to your breath and what meditation can do, even if it's five minutes mm-hmm. to lessen the craziness that's in your head, this really helped me dig deeper as a person and learn to let go of the things that I buried inside me or the grudges I held against people for so many years. And I just learned one day to just tell myself it's not worth it anymore. Like I don't need to carry this anger with me anymore, this hate. And I have to truly learn how to forgive for my own conscience and for my own health reasons, you know? And when I started to let go of that, that emotional trauma, it made my fitness and nutrition even better. It made mm-hmm. me feel physically stronger as a person. And it just allows, it allows my mind, I mean, I'm still human at times, but it allows my yeah. mind to process things a little bit better mm-hmm. or not like fly off the handle or not immediately think of negative thoughts when I'm in a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, that's the thing that I think surprised me the most. And I also had, like, I didn't figure this out hundred percent on my own. I had some mentors and life coaches in my life too sure. that helped me with this, but you as a person, you need to embrace this and you need to accept it. So it starts with you first. Everybody can give you the tools and the resources, but you need to embrace that first. And I think it was so much easier to go and let the aggression out like at the gym (laughs) and cry it out at the gym to then feel super sky high happy soon as I walked out of those doors. Cause all of it together, just, it was a nice like little therapy session, I guess you could say. (laughs) And, um, so that, that was the thing that surprised me the most. And that's why I just feel like I can never get rid of fitness in my life because it's mm-hmm. physically allowed me to heal. And I could never give up what yoga and meditation does 
um, just because I, I think I would go crazy or sink back into depression if I didn't practice that or be so, cognitively more aware of that type of mindful living. Yeah. Yeah. And you've talked about like a bunch of different types of fitness. You've talked about strength training. You've talked about HIIT. You've talked about yoga and you even talked about cardio. Um, would you say, um, cause this is sort of my thought on it is like, there's different types of fitness for different reasons. Like, you know, if I really want to like crank it up, I'm going to do hit. Um, but if I really want to just like feel the strong, I want, you know, and get some stuff out of my system, like strength training might do it. And other times I just need to run or get in the pool and do the cardio thing. And I kind of have, that's when I have like conversations with myself, my ego and my, my, and, and, and spirit just to kind of like, you know, check in with all the, the things that are the, all the spirits that are working for me. Um, and so I kind of, I'm just curious if you feel the same, if you feel something like that too, like there's different workouts that you do for different aspects of what you're trying to get out of it mentally, not just physically, but mentally. Yeah. I, I think in the beginning of my journey, my tone of how I was going to work out depend on the mindset that I was walking into that day. So I see where you're going with that question. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I was learning how to use things in the gym, I didn't know a hundred percent if like, I was like, yeah, go cardio or yeah, go lift some weights. <laughs> but what I can say that it did for me is depending on how I walked in there, um, whether it be, I need to work something out mentally or my body doesn't feel right. Or I just want to pump some blood to my arms. Right. That type of energy walking into it allowed me to decide if I wanted to push myself harder um, see if I could yeah. lift heavier, see if I could, um, I was going to say run faster. I definitely did not do the treadmill. I definitely did it. So I can't even say that I did, but you know, that's what I'm trying to say though, is like that energy and that mindset is what determined how hard I could push yeah. myself. And I yeah. think that in itself was like, like, um, it was eye opening, like, holy hell, I just curled a 20 pound dumbbell. No freaking way. Yeah. Or, you know, like I can squat, you know, whatever the amount is. And it just like that type of stuff blew my mind. And I was like, yeah, short girls can do strong things <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> you know, things like that. And those are the things that just kind of pop up in your brain naturally because you're doing something good for your body you're putting right. something good in your environment or putting something physically good in your body and your brain just like naturally knows to reward you with that stuff so exactly. i think that was like my addiction i guess you could say in a very good healthy way and <laughs> every day was like that now my training nowadays is a little bit different because i have some um different fitness goals and the level of which i'm in different fitness realms um mm -hmm. And I have more of like a structured program in which I'm trying to grow certain areas of my body or train certain areas of my body right. to ultimately get this whatever. But, um, but I think that that beginning of the journey of the addiction of just um, going in there to work out yeah, the ugly to get the better was yeah. just way, 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 way rewarding. So what would you say to someone, anyone that's out there that's listening to this now or later um, who may be in like a cycle or a loop of like endless medical stuff, whatever it is, you know, whatever they're cycling through and they're just not getting answers. They're not getting any relief and thinking that they're going to be in this for the long haul. What would you suggest? What would you say to that person? 
Oh, that's a good question. So <laughs> this is where I feel like uh, this is where like you want, don't, don't write anything off and don't believe just one thing from one person or one, you know, doctor or, you know, one friend who experienced this and now she's recommending that. I would say to a person is always keep your options open and whoever you're getting your advice from or your specific diagnosis from, do not take that as a final answer. I mean, anybody in this world can say that they've either read a miracle, witnessed a miracle, seen a miracle, or experienced a miracle. And every person is allowed that in their life. And, you know, quote unquote, you don't have to call it a miracle, but you don't have to stay on a drug all your life if you can help it or want to seek alternative methods. Like that doesn't have to be your answer. Um, and I guess that would probably come down to is like, do your researcher ask around. Um, I am, you know, a girl who's not afraid to say something or open her mouth or ask questions or meet new people. So I think that's what really helped when I started asking um, around what other people, uh, experience or go through. And then they would tell me what they found out and I would go research it and be like, does this apply to me? And that would be one way I, um, would try to just figure out my realm and I'd recommend to other people. Another thing too, is like, we are more digitally accessible now than we have ever been. So, you know, just like, I would actually go on Facebook and just type in like coaches and see how many coaches are so available to you in this world that that have different alternative methods than maybe doctors to just see what's available or, you know, read some blogs on some certain things. Um, Or if you know, you're not like a veggie eater or a water drinker, how about challenge yourself to like eating more veggies or drinking more water for like the seven days and just keep a journal and see how it makes you feel. I did that exact thing. That's not a lot to ask for. And if that doesn't tell you something good or bad or one way or the another at the end of the week, um, then move on to the next. But these are like little steps that you can take that don't have to cost a lot of money and just require you to have an open mind and keep questioning, which is why I started this entire little interview with the message I had for your viewers and your listeners is don't ever take one answer for anything. Don't ever stop exploring your health. Even if you feel fit and healthy and there's like no more you can reach, I bet you there are, there is another level you could reach or there's more that you could Mm -hmm. ask or there's always more that you can do. Um, not, not in a huge way. You know what I mean? Just little things like, you know, everybody could use more water in their life. Like you can always (laughs) just keep pushing to be as possibly healthy and happy and balanced and all that good stuff that your body and your soul needs. Nobody wants to be retired and not be able to move at 62 years old or whatever. You know what I mean? Think of your future too, not just what you need right now in this moment, but who do you want to be futuristically as well? How do you want to feel? How do you want to operate? You know, that's kind of what I would say too. Definitely. I totally, yeah, I, I hear that. All of that. That was what started my own journey was like I saw where I was when I was getting ready to turn 30 and I was like, I am not doing this for the next 20 years. I'll be broken into so many pieces. that <laughs> I just know. Um, and then um, absolutely on like the, the journaling and things like that. And the other thing I'd say too, is like, 
especially right now with 2020, the way 2020 has been, <laughs> um, if you're looking for coaches to support you in some capacity, they're out there because I mean, every coach I know has done something to shift and alter their business, myself included throughout this year, because we want to serve and support as many people as we can through everything that's shifting and changing in the world. So, you know, definitely take that opportunity to really reach out and, and, you know, find out, you know, coaching is not about you're doing it wrong. In fact, it's the exact opposite. We believe you're doing it right. We just want to help you improve it um, and give you that guidance. So, you know, definitely reach out to, you know, a coach, if it's a counselor, if it's a whoever, um, you know, to get that extra person to be in your corner and, and, you know, basically be your cheerleader. Um, when the, cause there've been, like you said, you said, you know what, I am still human. I still buy junk food. I still buy the shiny object in the store. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> we're all going to do that. But like, it's not something that you need to be like, oh shit, I suck at dieting because I bought cookies. Guys, I buy cookies every freaking week. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. They're just a healthier what? form of them. <laughs> I do. I do. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day about like Reese's peanut butter cups um, because I used to buy just the Reese's kind. And uh, while I don't buy Reese's anymore, I buy Trader Joe's peanut butter cups because they're just taste better. But like, that's the, that's kind of the shift, right? That's the level up, yeah. right? I don't just settle for the peanut butter cups I could get at 7-Eleven or Walgreens. I actually make the effort to go get the really tasty peanut butter cups, um, mm -hmm. you know, the higher quality um, peanut butter cups. So it's literally like just constantly improving what you put into your body, right? Like yes. you can, like we've talked about in some of these interviews, you can be a junk food person at whatever nutrition plan you choose, right? Keto has a junk food option. You can do a junk food vegan. Oreos are vegan. So that, that's easily done. But it's a matter of like how you choose to take on the nutrition program. So, and how much of it you put in your body too. Like, right. you know, everything in moderation or whatever. And that's a good rule to, to go by too. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. If you do buy the Oreos, put them in your kitchen. And then you got to get up and go get them every time you want an Oreo. True. Or hide them like in a bottom shelf that you have to like open a door and bend down to duck in to reach real far back. <laughs> I had like a pint of ice cream that sat in my fridge freezer for I don't know how long to the point where my roommate's like, did you forget that was there? Oh, I'm like, so I guilty of that. Yes. I was like, I think so. I was so into doing my smoothies every day that I just completely neglected that I had this thing of ice cream left. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so you can literally do out of sight, out of mind and forget that you have oh, the junk food that you have. Yes. So cool. Anything else that you would like to share with the listeners before we uh, wrap it up? No, I, I'm just really happy to be here to share this. I've honestly only stepped out of my shell this year and started putting myself out there in terms of sharing this with people and, you know, um, building my own little, uh, uh, little mini things I do for other people as well in my life. So, um, that's just where I'm going to go come back to the start of my original message is like, don't be afraid to look for more, ask for more, uh, what you choose to do or put in your body or actively and consciously do certain things like 
to exercise or not exercise is so crucial. So crucial. You get one body, one life, one chance to, to feel young. And if you want to feel young for 40, 50 years, then it's up to what you choose to do right now that can have you feeling that type of energy, that youth, that feel good. Um, in my case, I just wanted a healthy, normal operating digestive track. And I finally have that. Um, but I made, you know, choices to, to start that at an earlier age and there's never a bad time to start. It's a bad time to never start. So that's what I would tell people. And especially for all your series and who you continue to keep interviewing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for sharing. Um, resources. Jasmine did the inflammatory elimination diet. You can Google that. There are lots of online resources, even though we can't remember the name of the book. Um, <laughs> there's probably a book on Audible or some one of there those. There is. Things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, but you can for sure Google it or even use DuckDuckGo uh, as a search engine to um, to search that out. So you're looking for the anti-inflammatory or deflamed or deflammatory something like that, uh, yep. elimination diet. I think it's usually recommended that you do it for like two weeks to a month or yep. something. Cause you kind of want to get all the shit out of your system and then yep. start putting it back in to kind of determine what's upsetting your system. Um, and all of that. So definitely check that out. There was a documentary on Amazon. I don't think it's still there anymore, but it was called uninflame me. Um, that I watched a long time ago. Oh, um, and yeah. it was a woman's journey of like determining, what was upsetting her system. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, any, do you want to give any way of anyone can reach out to you if they have questions or if they want to follow up with you? Yeah. You know, I'm going to try my hardest to do another search to see if I can find this book and, um, just, uh, leave it in the comments too. So people know what they're looking for. And also, um, I did my own at home, like send in your, um, your like hair samples or whatever for allergy testing. If for whatever reason, um, your doctors would not approve allergy testing or it's too pricey for you. Um, I want to leave that for your viewers and your listeners too, because I think you can send in a kit for less than a hundred dollars and get some answers that way, which also helped in my elimination diet, um, stuff too. So I think that'll be a great resource for your, um, audience and your listeners. And, um, personally me as well. Um, I am on um, Facebook and Instagram as She Creates Network. And it sounds exactly what it is, is I'm just creating a network of health and fitness tools and resources. And that I hope that through my experiences and my journeys and the knowledge that I have, that I can motivate others to take action on their nutrition and exercise for a vibrant life evolving around their pursuit of health and wellness. So um, if anybody has any questions, more so what have I experienced, ask because you won't know until you ask and I'll be happy to share anything else more intricate um, to see if that can provide you any answers in your own um, pursuit of if you share, you know, GI tract issues. Fantastic. Thank you so much. If you're looking for the Divinely You podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Divinely You podcast uh, and you is spelled out. Uh, so it's Divinely and then Y-O-U podcast on Instagram. And I did just update my uh, Facebook business page to Divinely You dash Sarah Waggle. So if you're looking for me over there, you can find me there too. So thank you so much, Jasmine. This has been fantastic. Um, I love your enthusiasm and your excitement for this interview. So thank you so much for bringing it. 
Thank you so much for having me. So, so happy to be a part of this and your project. I can't wait to see where it goes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right, I'm gonna stop the recording. Um...